Welcome to Gay Men's Podcast, G-Pod News. I'm Michael Roberts. It is March 1st, 2019 at 11 o'clock a.m. here in uh, Southern California. Now, um, it's kind of overcast today, um, but no rain yet. We're supposed to get some rain uh, this weekend. And then, of course, uh, next Thursday is supposed to be really bad, and uh, they're already putting flooding on the uh the news reports now so apparently it's gonna be flooding next week so this is the best time to you know stay in and geek out and that's what this episode's gonna be about so this episode is uh gamer geeky fanboy day that's right we're gonna get a little bit geeky today and talk about some things um, related to the LGBTQ community, but everything has to do with this, uh, you know, these geeky fanboy things that are happening. So, from TV shows to games and comics, the modern move into creating LGBTQ characters seems to be a great way to introduce and gain acceptance. However, some LGBTQ individuals are not happy about it. That's right, all my research has been done on gay platforms. So all these reviews I was reading, which are good and bad and all this stuff, comes from LGBTQ outlets, and we're not going to be talking about how straight people find these characters. Not today, anyways. Um, we take a look into uh, Star Wars Galaxy Edge coming to Disneyland late in 2019. I'm so excited about this. Um... Some of the things that uh, Disney did release, and it's not only at Disneyland, it will be at Disney World too, Um, but we're going to be talking about Disneyland because I'm in Southern California. I worked at Disneyland like 15 years ago, and I know people that are working there. I know actually some people that are helping with the uh, experience and got walkthroughs and stuff like that. So we'll be talking about that. And then of course, you know, before we get into all of this, I'll be answering your questions on this episode of Gay Men's Podcast, G-Pod News. Okay, so before we get into anything else, let me just move my microphone around. There we go, so I can read this screen. So we do have a couple questions from you, and I am uh, glad to answer. So the first question comes from Marco from Colorado, and uh, the question is, I have a problem. I can never find underwear that fit. I buy size medium, and the fabric part fits very well, but the waistband is too big. I can f- I can't fit a small um, because I have a bi- uh, I have big hips and it gets too tight. Is there something I can do to fix them or hem them? I tried Calvin Klein, Nike, Ozzy Bum, Andrew Christian. They all don't fit. Um, yeah, there is something that you can do. Um, now before we start, I'm gonna plug in my underwear brand because I can. Um, for instance, there, there's another underwear brand, too, out there, but um, uh, Mel Trunk, which is my brand, and then, of course, Mel Power, um, you know, uh, all seems to ha- don't have that much size discrepancies, 
But with my brand, uh, we have in-between sizes. So for example, in your case, you said that you're a medium, but you need a smaller waistband. You would buy a small medium size. So my sizes go small, small medium, medium, medium large, large, large extra large, extra large, and so on. So uh, that seems to be the issue is just the waistband part. A lot of people have that problem. You know, bigger hips are, you know, something that um, there's a lot of in the gay community, especially for those that, you know, have skinny waistlines um, and, you know, do, you know, butt lifts and stuff like that to lift up the, the behind, which, you know, makes it bigger back there. So you need more fabric. Um, so it's not too tight. You don't want tight underwear, tight, tight, tight underwear, because that, um, you know, uh, causes um, less circulation in, in those areas, which is really bad. Sorry, we're getting an update, and I don't want it to update. Um, so, um, how can you fix the problem at home? What I would do is, where the fabric and the waistline connect, it's sewn together. So take out that stitching, you know, separate the fabric from the waistband, Cut the back of the fabric where it's sewn together. So you have just, or not the fabric, the, the waistband. Cut the waistband in the back where it's, um, you know, sewn together. Put the waistband around your waist and, you know, try to gauge, you know, where it's comfortable for you. Um, pinch it at that part. Sew it together. Cut off the excess. And then this is the very, very important part. Stretch out the waistband while you sew it back on to the fabric. Um, what this does is it keeps the fabric, you know, size, the same size, but it is um, reducing the um, the waistband um, length. So that should help you out a little bit. Um, you're not the only one with that problem, so I hope that helps. Um, and it's pretty easy to do. If you don't, if you can't find someone to do it, um, or if you can't do it yourself, you know, give me a call. In fact, maybe I'll email you again and I'll give you a pair of uh, Mel Trunk underwear for you to uh, test out and tell everyone if you like it or not. I'm good with, uh, I'm good with, uh, you know, critiques and everything like that. So um, I'll be in contact you, contact with you, Marco. Um, the next question we have is from Jacob from Mississippi. The only state that I can actually spell all the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, his question is, I am kind of a big man. I mean, I have a belly and some love handles. I'm trying to hide uh, my midsection, and everyone is telling me my pants need to be at my belly button. But that isn't helping. Can you help? Yeah. Um, now, this is the issue is because a lot of a lot of people have this mindset that if you're a bigger person, your your uh, pants should go over your belly to constrict it. But that's not helping it. Um, in the, in in the world of fashion, we have what's called um, fabric fluff. That's our fabric poof. Some people say fabric poof, fa fabric fluff. That's when there's areas where, you know, if you're a, a bigger person, especially if you're putting your pants on your stomach, and then in your midsection, there's like no, 
um, there's nothing under that, so it becomes a, a, a fabric poof or a, fa- a fabric fluff, um, and it makes you look bigger. So this this thing about bigger men having to put their pants over their belly is not the correct way to do fashion. And a lot of these people that are saying this are skinny, you know, people that don't even know what they're talking about because they've never been a big person. So we're going to fix that right now. This is a really good question. And, you know, I'm a bigger man too. So this is what I do. It has everything to do with fit. And mostly it has everything to do with the shirt, not the pants. So in my case, I'm about a um, 40-inch waist. And I'm about, I don't know, I'm guessing here. um, Well, let's just say I'm a 50 um, around the, the biggest part of my belly. Okay? So, you know, if I did get a pants from 40, that's 10 inches bigger. So that's, you know, more area that will fluff up and make me look even fatter. So what you want to do with your pants is you want it to make sure that it's just above the hip bone. It's staying in place just below the belly. And the thing about the pants is, depending on your leg structure, um, you want to make the legs look a little bit skinny. I'm not talking about skinny pants really, really tight, but you want them to be um, fitted. Um, And this is all about hemming. Bigger men need to remember that, and all men actually have to remember, is that, you know, you need to go and get your uh, pants altered. Get Get everything altered. You know, everything that is shipped in now is mostly made in China, which is good, but the process that's made... Um, kind of makes sizes a lot smaller or a lot bigger. There's no, you know, in the fashion world today, there's not a lot of mathematical things happening in designing the clothes. Now, when it comes to designing, and I am a designer, the first thing that we do is the mathematical calculation because you want it to fit on everyone's size. You know, um, most companies just, you know, increase the amount of fabric around a, you know, um, a uh, pattern to create bigger sizes. And that's not all the case. Sometimes the curves change. Sometimes, um, you know, you have to keep uh, the shoulder lengths, but increase the bottom length, all that stuff. But I digress. That's TMI probably for you. So, you know, with your pants, make sure that it's it's fitted around your waist um, and all that stuff. Now, this is a big key is the shirts this is what's probably going to be causing the issue and again a lot of people are saying you know wear more clothes that's not what you want to do when uh, or have more fabric that's not what you want to do when you're a bigger man because the more fabric you you have on you even though that if it, it's it, it looks good in the front there's so much fabric poof in the back that's making you look wider or on the sides or something like that so again it's very very important to have your um, shirts altered. Now, you don't always have to have every single shirt altered. It's just about, you know, going into a place and trying on some clothes. Another thing that bigger men don't understand, and especially bigger men that are average size, is they don't look for big and tall labels. Now, there's a difference between big and tall. Tall means that there's more fabric at the bottom. It's it's longer. But big means that it's wider at the belly area. This is what bigger men need is the wider at the belly area. So when you're looking at labels, if it just says an extra large and uh, you used to fit an extra large, but now you have to get a 2X, get an extra large and a big 
man's um, uh, size, and you'll see a dramatic, drastic uh, change because you know the the extra large size and a big man size is an extra large, pretty much at the shoulders and the chest, and then there's more material in the midsection. So um, you know, I think what's what's happening is uh, when you a lot of bigger men are told to wear more clothes, put on a jacket, all that stuff. And all you're doing is you're adding to the amount of, you know, fabric on your body that has poof areas. Also, it's not supporting the midsection. So, again, when you get a fitted uh, shirt, you know, that is designed for you where the back is, you know, really clean cut to your back and your curvature. Um, and then the front has just enough girth in the front to support your belly and to, you know, just hide it a little bit. You see more aerodynamic. Bad term, but really as big men, you know, if we look more aerodynamic, we look thinner. So that's something that I would uh, suggest to you. Um, and alterations isn't that expensive. I was looking on um, Facebook or uh, Google and um, alterations for pants is pretty simple. If you're just doing a, a basic hem, you know, that's under five bucks. But if you are altering the, the legs and stuff like that, that can get to, you know, 10 to $15. Um, if you're altering shirts, that's also 10 to $15, depending on how much alterations, up to $25. But here's the deal. Um, and this is in my case, too. If I go to a expensive, you know, suit retailer, um, and I can pay $1,000 for a suit that's supposed to be altered to me, it feels okay, but it's not that great. Now, if I go to some, um, you know, outlet center and buy um, pants that, you know, maybe will be one size too big or, you know, fits good around the hips, but there's too much, you know, leg, then I'll have those altered because I only paid 20 bucks for those pants. So now I'm paying $25 for the full alteration. That's $45. But those pants are going to last a lot and I'm going to feel more comfortable. With a shirt, same thing. If I find a really nice dress shirt that I like and it's so... I like the material, I like the look of it, and it's at an outlet center for like, you know, $15, bucks, i will pay another $25 to have it um, altered so that it fits correctly. And what this does is it, make you, it makes you look more tailored, you know, it kind of hides those er those problem areas, but also supports them so that there's no shifting around and there's no fabric poof. So I hope this helps you out. Um, I would never wear my pants on my belly. What that does is it compresses the front, but it also makes the, and you said love handles, the your, your sides pop out more so you look fatter on the the you know the width and how do people see you well usually when you see someone you're looking directly at them right in front of them so if you see this poof out from the sides you automatically look bigger but if you reduce that poof out by having the poof out in the front but covering it with you know a fabric that fits there but is tight you know is uh supportive around the shoulders and the the chest it looks more thinner so i hope that helps you guys out <clears throat> too as well as uh you jacob in mississippi um so yeah so if you have any questions or uh comments um you can go ahead and email me at mike at gaymanspodcast.com 
Or if you want to call, we do have a, you know, uh, uh, automated um, question answering machine, which is at 714-610-7128, extension 4. You can also follow us on uh, at Gaiman's Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to go over some really cool stuff on this Gamer Geeky Fanboy Day. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Gaming's Podcast, G-Pod News. On this uh, gamer geeky fanboy day we have here. Um, so before we kinda kind of get into, you know, uh, uh, TV shows, well let me let me go ahead and they want me to read this, so I'll do what I'm told. Um, so uh, I'll just I'll just wing it. So uh, we're kinda looking into the modern world of TV shows, movies, games, and comics that introduce LGBTQ characters. Um even though that there are a lot of smaller publications of comics and low-budget LGBTQ shows and movies that depict superheroes um, in an all-exclusive ca- cast of LGBTQ characters, um, we're talking about the more publicized, you know, comics and movies and shows and things like that. Um, uh, the more mainstream content. So, uh, as we go through some of these uh, comics, games, and TV shows, we will also be seeing how the LGBTQ world actually thinks about it. Um, Because some of the LGBTQ world, you know, the more outspoken individuals in our community always seems to have something negative to say no matter what. So we will be, you know, discussing that too, and then we'll be discussing actual fans and how they b- depict it. And we're only going to be using, you know, we, we, we basically look through the entire internet, Google, you know, Bing, Yahoo, um, search results for, you know, these um, little LGBTQ um, websites and blogs that are, you know, talking about that, reading their comments on you know, how individuals feel, and these are all individuals that are in our community. But um, before we get that to that, you know, if you want to read more about all this stuff, it will be in the actual printed newspaper. I don't think we're going to do an article online. So if you did want to get the, the printed um, newspaper, uh, G-Pod News, it's going to be at four select locations, two in Orange County, two in L.A. County, or you can email us and, you know, we'll, we'll send you a copy, too. Um, and that's in uh, March's issue of uh, G-Pod News, the, the newspaper. So, anyways, before we get to all that stuff, I'm already geeking out about, you know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is the Star Wars, quote, Star Wars land of Disneyland and, of course, uh, um, Disney World. So, um... They're, of course, releasing a lot of, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, storyboards and, um, you know, um, concept art for, you know, all these locations that are going to be in, in uh, Disneyland or in Orlando. 
and I'm kind of geeking out. Now, I worked at Disneyland like 15 years ago, um, so I have friends that still work there. I have friends that have, you know, um, seen concept art. They, they, Some of my friends actually go there every day as they're in charge of something or other, artwork or something that's, you know, being created for the area, which is cool. So I hear all this stuff about this Star Wars land, um, but um, I thought it was just cool. They're, they're releasing more concept art. You know, they're, they're releasing, um, you know, uh, visual just depictions of what everything's going to look like. They're trying to explain, you know, what rides are going to be there and all that fun stuff. Now, the media was released to go there, but honestly, there was nothing created. So a lot of the media, you know, um, talked about that, too, is that they were standing on, you know, two by fours and stuff like that. They're not quite finished with the area at all so um yeah there's you know um gonna be a a full-size millennium falcon um and you know everything's going to be tied into you know this land this once you go you know to the area you're uh basically teleported into space and the world of star wars And they're also saying, which I thought was very interesting, is they're giving the cast members the ability to create their own backstories and all this stuff, which is kind of fun, too, because I think uh, most of the cast members that are there are very, you know, creative. So, I mean, they're not very good at running attractions, most of them. And for those of you guys who are listening who remember that I worked in, you know, uh, Fantasyland and I was a part of the, you know, area safety um i was a big part of safety but that's that's besides the point um anyways i'm I'm sure that they're more safe now crossing fingers i haven't been to disneyland in a long time um the people i know are very safe um but anyways i i digress i don't want to get disneyland too much um you know uh or get them uh to hate me too much but uh the land seems very interesting. I mean, there's only a couple of concept arts. Um, there's one of a little girl dragging her dad into the area, which I think it would be, and I was talking to Nerdy Negan, and she suggested this too, is that it's going to be where, no, the, the dad's going to be dragging the kids over there because he wants to see Star, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, the Star Wars area. So... That's coming up in California. That's going to be summer of 2019. There is no direct release date. And then, of course, in Florida, it's going to be fall of 2019. So that's something that we're looking forward to. Um, If you want to see, you know, the concept art, you can Google it. Um, Go to uh, Disney's website, Disney Theme Park's website. They have this whole thing about it. They have new merchandise, which looks really, really awesome. Of course, I'm sure that they're going to have collector's pins and stuff like that. Um, in fact, they have a mug that I have to get my hands on so I can uh, drink my uh, my Jack and Coke while I do the show. So um, let's get into uh, this topic. And I'm going to start with something that I also love. We're going to start with TV shows. And um, we're going to start with, of course, Orville which is uh, directed and produced by Seth MacFarlane. You know, he's the creator of Family Guy, um, American Dad, Cleveland Show, a couple of other things. 
Um, I think he's really funny. He is an actual, you know, kind of outcast in our society, but he does support the LGBTQ community. But anyways, we're talking about Orville, which is basically like Star Wars and, you know, Star Trek thrown together, you know, a little bit of, uh, I guess, um, if you're a fan of, um, of, uh, oh my god, I can't even think of it, and I just watched it, uh, Stargate, you know, it's kind of like all of these sci-fi movies put together into, like, this comedy, yet, you know, thrilling action adventure with a crew, um, so why we're talking about Orville is, of course, there is a, technically a gay character, which is, uh, Bordis, who is, uh, Mocklin, he comes from Mockless. Um, his partner, who is uh, Clyden, and of course their kid, who is Topa. So let me let me take a drink. So, anyways, the big controversy over this is Bordis and his, you know, his society and his world are all males. So his husband, his partner, is Clyden, who is also a male. Now, in the season one, we kind of get this glimpse into their society, which is, again, all males. But, um, Bordis and Clytus has an egg. They made a baby, it hatches, and it's a female. And this is the big thing, is that it's so controversial because it's a female, uh, Mocklin. And they're all uh, an all-male society. So, they have to change the gender of the female, um... Topa, the baby, into a, a male. Um, so, we have this, you know, big thing on, you know, changing your sex to yada, yada, yada. And um, you kind of see the glimpse of, uh, you know, a society that is all male, homosexual, kind of throws it into your face. Um, which I thought was a good concept. It was it was very thrown into your face, and then you get to question yourself on oh should should they change the sex of the baby or not? But that's their culture. As an anthropologist, I think of you know what that's their culture. You're not supposed to, you know, mindle or you know change someone's cultural views just because it's not your own. Um, but this isn't thing. Bordis didn't want a, didn't want to change the sex of his, his child. He wanted a daughter. He was okay with that. But Clyden, his partner, wanted, um, you know, the daughter to be a male because that's their society. And I believe Clyden also was born female and, uh, became a man. So there's this big controversy over the family. There's like a court hearing on Mocklin. And, you know, they just get into this, which was big on a TV show, especially a sci-fi TV show. And, you know, fans, no matter what their sexual orientation, were either liking it or loving it. You know, it was kind of thrown in your face. I kind of like the subject line because it was thrown in people's faces. And I hope that it made people think about that. Um... Now we're going into season two, and it's almost over, which if you watched last night's episode, oh my god, I was so happy with the results that happened, because that character, you know, who we thought became evil, or was evil, was not really evil, you know, I think um, they kind of uh, dealt with, you know, um, 
some different situations there. But anyways, in season two, also we get a new character that comes in. It's Bordas's ex, and basically, you know, um, he comes in the show, and then there's of course controversy, controversy because Bordas and him kind of don't see eye to eye. But anyways, that's not the controversy. The controversy is is that this 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 other Mocklin that comes in likes females. And he's Mocklin and he's supposed to like men. So basically, and I don't want to give too much of the story out. I want you guys to watch it. But basically he kills, he tries to kill himself off, this this other character, um, to make it look like he's dead so he can leave and be, you know, himself and have, you know, a re- relationship with a female. Um, but uh, that doesn't happen. And why he's doing that is because in their society... If a male does like a female, they're shunned out, and even their family is shunned out. So he didn't want his family to be, you know, um, shunned out just because he liked females. So, again, this uh, Orville kind of brings in so many different, you know, um, aspects into the, into the scene. They're very, you know, they're bringing in modern news, and they're mixing it into their storylines, which I kind of like. And Seth's very good at that. Um, when it comes to, you know, making fun of the media and stuff like that, especially in Family Guy, our American dad, you always see him, you know, saying something political or something like that. He's not afraid to do that. And I kind of like that they weren't afraid to do this. Now, the LGBTQ community is kind of not liking this because it wasn't a human character that was... LGBTQ, it was a alien species. Is that a bad thing? No. What I'm, you know, I, I don't want to give my opinion on this. I, I I'm just telling you guys what the what the controversy is, and it is you know kind of um, problematic in the straight community, but should it be problematic in our own? Now another series, of course, uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery. Um, which is the new series. I believe they're in season two as well. Um, they came out at actually the same time as Orville. Um, I'm not a big Star Trek fan. So, I mean, um, one of my friends watch it constantly. So this is why, you know, I'm kind of forced to watch it. And it's a okay show. It's a little bit, you know, slow and dramatic for me. It's not as quirky as Star Trek usually is. But, um... It's good, but w- there is two cu- characters in there, and this I'm gonna bring it up for this reason. I'll tell you after. So the two characters are, and I hope I'm pronouncing their their name right, uh, Doctor Colbert and uh, Lieutenant Commander um, Stemitz, um, the science officer and chief engineer, um, are gay in the in the in the show. Now Doctor uh, Colbert, I believe, dies, and then of course Lieutenant Commander um, Stemitz has this whole you know, he needs to leave the ship because blah, 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 blah. But now, um, you know, his partner's back as of now. But the controversy controversy lies in our community with the point that they are too gay of characters. So now they're too gay. So they're too flamboyant. They're too gay. It's not a good representation for the homosexual community. That's what we're seeing on multiple platforms. In fact, a couple people even saying that, you know what, they should have more masculine characters depicting um, uh, homosexuals. 
Now, the same person um, commented, you know, I found this person. He has a lot of stuff to say, but his comments are very mixed. And we'll talk about him when it comes to um, one of the games that we'll talk about. But uh, Discovery does have gay characters, human characters. Um, So, you know... Again, they're bringing in our, you know, gay, and it's not all all about them. You know, there is some scenes where they get, you know, um, lovey-dovey. I mean, not too lovey-dovey, but you know, they they care for each other. You see that, and that's fine. I think it's it, it's a good way to introduce um, LGBTQ um, characters into a mainstream thing. But you know, Star Trek you know, already had that, the movies had that anyways, you know, there's the subtle hints of, um, homosexualities where characters, you know, go back on, um, you know, uh, base and, you know, they meet with their families and you're like, oh, hey, that dude's gay because, uh, his, he just kissed his, his husband and they have a kid. So, you know, Star Trek is, is pretty good on, on doing that. Those little subtle hints. Um, but not, not a lot of people like that. It's either too subtle or it's, too much and apparently you know with star trek discovery this is too much i think it's not too much i just don't like the show that's just my personal opinion i'm not really you know i like star trek because of the gadgets and the action and stuff like that i am of course you know um i'm not even gonna say it because i'll get hatred too of you know which captain i i would rather uh be with you know i'm a picard guy i'm sorry just it 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 seems more fun and those episodes were a little bit too sciencey and um dramatic for some individuals too but you know they were for me too but i i liked that um that series a little bit more than um than one of the other captains anyways let's talk about how uh lgbtq is coming in to comics um, now there's multiple LGBTQ comic characters, um, that are not mainstream, that should be mainstream. Um, if you go to a Comic-Con, like, you know, um, San Diego Comic-Con, you know, um, um, from the get-go had really good, you know, um, vendors there that create really good comics about, you know, where the main character is homosexual, um, but we're not talking about those smaller title things. We're talking about bigger title. So, uh, we're talking things like, um, um, the drag queen character introduced, uh, in issue four of Iceman. Um, so the drag queen's name is Shade, of course, and it is a, a drag queen character. So I was very interested to find out what the LGBTQ community thought about this, um, some of them were very fine with it, um, however, there's some controversy because it's stated that the creator made a drag queen character that's not homosexual. So, now we're getting too much into, okay, so if the drag, you can do drag only if you're gay, but you can't do drag if you're a straight man. So, that seems to be the issue, because there's been a lot of drag cosplays and memes and fan art, um, which is a little, memes and fan art art is really on the, you know, 
homoerotic kind of deal. But the the drag cosplays, you know, there's a lot of drag cosplays from straight dra- uh, cosplayers in a lot of the LGBTQ community doesn't like because they're straight. Again, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's 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 great that you know these, especially Marvel. You know, I think they they stopped producing Iceman and then they kind of brought it back because it is getting a little bit more interesting and a little bit more popularity but the issue itself was really good um if you read comics i mean uh i believe it was released in december of 2018 um but it's a good comic um it the it was a funny situation i mean they had mutant pride which was kind of a uh a quirky way of introducing a pride and you know it's a mutant pride not a gay pride and then you have boom this character you know this drag queen named shade come come in and you know she helps iceman out and yada 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 trying to protect you know the the pride and all that stuff so it was a good uh you know uh issue so, um, but a lot of people don't like that, you know, now they're questioning whether that person, whether Shade is homosexual or not. We know that she's a drag queen, but is she straight or gay? Apparently that counts in our society now, um, which is weird. So, you know, everyone has these negatives on it, but honestly, the introduction of characters, whether they're small or it's a subtle hit, uh, hit, hint that they are homosexual or they're in the LGBTQ community is good. I mean, it altogether, it's, you know, it might be creating a little bit of controversy, but let the straights, you know, deal with the controversy. Let, let us just support it because it is something, you know, our culture is starting to get, you know, our community is starting to get recognized. So now we're talking about games. There's a lot of game characters that are that are gay, but one of the most controversial ones, and um, we'll get to why is in a minute. But uh, Overwatch, you know, Soldier Soldier seventy six had a boyfriend, um, and it's very subtle. If you did not go through the, you know, games, um, you know, uh, commentary. Uh, you would totally skip over this fact in seeing the picture of him and his boyfriend and all that stuff. Uh, but Soldier 76 is gay. Um, now, again, I want to just focus on our community. And the person who commented that um, in Star Trek Discovery that um, the two uh, uh, gay characters were too flamboyant, which I don't think they're that flamboyant i mean you can tell that they're gay but that's that's okay decided to say that you know soldier 76 is not flamboyant enough so again we have a lot of people in our community (laughs) that likes to say all these negative things now what i'm finding out in soldier 76 is awesome by the way i've never played overwatch um and you know that's something that I'd want to play on PC. Now, I haven't been on stream for a while now. I don't even know what my name is. I think it's MikeBoy86, M-I-K-E-B-O-Y-86, um, which is the same thing as my Xbox uh, One name. But um, Overwatch looks pretty decent, um, the game anyways. Uh, but it's really funny how we get into now this is too masculine of a character and they should have made him a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, gay, let's say. 
um, uh, as a character, um, which is funny. So now, you know, we talked about pretty much everything that I wanted to talk to you, and we're getting kind of late here, and they're telling me that, that I have to, you know, hurry it up. But the reason why that we're going through this and what I found out later is a lot of people who don't like it are the people that aren't watching it. They love to have, and we're talking about in our community, fanboys, gamers, you know, comic lovers, they like all these shows, they support it, they watch it, they're fans, um, but it seems like the people that aren't watching any of this stuff don't know what they're talking about. I, you know, I see some of these things, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I really don't know, you know, um, some of the, like, Overwatch, I've never played the game. Um, my friend has, and, you know, I keep on hearing it from her, so that's why we're talking about this. Um, but a lot of these fans are these people that are making these negative comments about that. They just love making negative comment comments, and it's usually the gay men, um, that are doing that. Now, there is a, a lesbian character in Overwatch 2, so I was trying to figure out all the lesbians that are making comments. Lesbians are better than us, guys. I mean, they seem to be more open to anything. They're not saying that, oh, she's too butch or she's too lipstick or yada, yada, yada. They're just supporting it because that's one of their own, you know, the characters depicting them. Um, and I think uh, us men have to do the same thing and say, oh, hey, you know what? It's good to have a character that might not be as flamboyant as I like, but, you know, it's good to have a character to start. You know, that's all. the point is, is that it's a start. It's this is mainstream media. It's starting to become a, a thing in mainstream media, um, you know, and based on the comments just from the LGBTQ community, you you either like it or love it. The people who actually watch the things or try to watch the things seem, oh, it's OK, but I'm not going to watch it anymore. People who have never seen an episode or never read the comic or never comic or never, you know, played the game seems to hate it more. Um, so, and I think that has to deal with the, the, the individual person, but there's a lot of those people out there. So, um, okay. Uh, so that's going to be it. I know I'm over my time limit here. Um, anyways, if you want to, you know, uh, talk more about this, there is going to be a full article in our newspaper paper, GPod news, which is going to be shipped out. Um, I believe March 10th. Um, and that's going to be at select newsstands in Orange County and in L.A. Uh, County. Um, if you want your copy, um, I believe that there, all you have to do is just pay for postage, which is uh, two bucks, I think. And then uh, you'll get your uh, newspaper in the mail in a nice little discreet package because you don't want people to know that you're reading GPod news. So if you want to do that, you know, you can go on GPod and email us and we'll send you out a copy. Um, anyways, if you like what we do, uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. I run all of those accounts, guys. So, you know, if you want to just directly contact me, you can do that. And that those are all at Gaiman's Podcast. We have our website, Gaiman'sPodcast.com. We have our new site, GPodNews.com. Um, I think that's all we have <laughs> Um, if you want to call the station, if you have questions, suggestions, news stories, anything that you want to hear, or you just want to know more about our uh, broadcasts on, you know, um, all these platforms, you can call 714-610-7128. There's a whole bunch of different extensions, so please cl uh, click the right extension. 
um, and you can get to information and stuff like that. So that's going to do it on this Friday, March, March 1st, 2019. Um, I hope you guys have fun. It's going to be raining out there in SoCal. I know that half of the the U.S. has already been flooded. We're going to get into a pretty severe storm. The good thing is that California is pretty much no longer in a drought. Woohoo! Anyways, have a good Friday. Be safe if you're going clubbing. And I will talk to you guys next week. Have fun, guys.